and welcome to Wellbeing for Dog Groomers, the podcast. My name is Carla. I have been a dog groomer since 2014. Over time, be it before an exam, at the side of a competition ring or online, I have had many a quiet chat with fellow dog groomers who, like myself, struggle at times to balance life, work and maintaining a healthy well-being. My aim is to talk to both professional dog groomers and mental health professionals to help us understand what triggers stress and anxiety within our industry, why so many of us struggle with our mental health and what we can do to help ourselves. I also want to share stories and handy tips to make life in the salon easier. I am not a professional in mental health and I am not qualified or trained to give advice in this area. I am however interested in mental health and what effects our work can have on our well-being and finding ways to help. So, whether you are a brand new groomer or you have been at it for decades, whether you struggle with your mental health or work with a groomer who does, this podcast is for you. Hello and welcome to Wellbeing for Dog Groomers, the podcast. Today, I'm talking to wonderful Verity Hardcastle. She is one of those people who immediately brings a smile to my face. She's so friendly, knowledgeable, and she lifts the feeling in the room. Verity is someone who inspired me as well to start this podcast. So if you've not heard her podcast, Pod on the Dog, I suggest you add it to your list immediately. As well as being a dog groomer, Verity also creates and shares content for groomers. She's a published author, she's a feature presenter, she shows her dogs and judges regularly at grooming competitions, and she's an ambassador for Heinegger. She is a master groomer, and if you watch the amazing UK Pooch Perfect, you will remember her judging alongside Colin Taylor. Today, we're talking about all the things that she does, why she likes to help as much as she does, and she answers some of the questions that I ask all of my grooming guests. I really hope you enjoy the interview as much as I enjoyed interviewing Verity. So, here we go. Hi Verity, welcome to Wellbeing for Dog Groomers. How are you today? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, really good, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, f- for anyone who hasn't heard of you before, um, can you introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do grooming-wise? Sure, so my name's Verity Hardcastle and I'm a master groomer. I have been grooming a long time. <laughs> I uh, trained in 2009, I think it was, and went straight into competing. So I originally was a competition groomer, and now I do a lot of judging. I do some show handling as well, and I'm a feature presenter. I used to have a podcast. I'm also a published author, and I do a lot of content creation as well. So yeah, I wear wear lots of hats. Yeah, you've got loads going on. So... um... (laughs) Yeah, so let's get straight into that then. So I know you do spend a lot of time sharing content. I follow you on Instagram and I absolutely love your videos. Can you tell us a little bit about why you started doing that? Um, And yeah, what drives you to do it? Thank you. Um, I think that when I started grooming, the internet was just sort of starting out. It wasn't, it was still dial up. There was maybe one forum where you'd be able to read like a text feed on grooming. There wasn't the information that there is out there now. So I just love sharing my knowledge just to help other groomers because not only am I helping other people, but I'm helping that their dogs, you know, the dogs that they're working with as well. Yeah. If you notice, I don't just share content based on trimming or trimming tips. I also do a lot of handling content as yes. well. 
and a lot of um content about dogs sort of well-being as well so yeah, yeah I, and I, when I watch your videos that music is just so calming like if I was your salon and I was a dog I'd just be so relaxed because you're sharing little tips about like you say your handling and keeping the dogs calm and you know getting around certain problems yeah that music in the background just well I think music is music therapy is a real thing for our dogs look how on classic fm they have special programs for our dogs during firework season okay we know that music helps to relieve stress in our dogs they actually did a study where they played different groups of dogs like heavy metal pop music dance music and soothing music like Mozart, for instance, so the cadences of Mozart up and down, mm-hmm. really, really relax the dogs. So they saw wow. during this study that the dog's heart rates lowered. So, I mean, I'm a Reiki master, so I'm I'm a little bit, I'm not mega woo-woo, but I'm a mm-hmm. little bit into that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah I'm going there. <laughs> and I'm really <laughs> aware about how energy and also environment has, you know, a big part to play in in the dog's emotions yeah definitely I mean in the salon I listen to mainly podcasts so I think my dogs are probably just wondering what all that yakking on is about Mm -hmm. in the background but Mm -hmm. um, I'm definitely inclined to try and put some soothing music on if I've got a dog in that's a little bit stressed out or whatever sometimes just I do think oh well that's that's just something that would calm me down so Mm -hmm. uh, exactly and if it's helping to alleviate your stress they will definitely notice that as well uh, I listen to podcasts too. You know, I consume yeah. so many podcasts because I definitely have slight ADHD. So I can't do anything without being plugged into something. Like yeah. I can't clean my house in silence. Oh no. No. I have no. to have my AirPods <laughs> in and, you know, I, actually I can't do anything in silence. I don't think. <laughs> no, I think when it comes to cleaning the house, that's when I have to save the really good podcasts for because then it's like, oh, I've got to listen. So if I'm going to listen, I have to be doing something else. So I might as well be cleaning my house. And yeah, or, or, what... Audible as well. I have an Audible subscription. So oh, I absolutely love, I consume all my literature through Audible. So it'll be a mixture of, you know, uplifting books as well as novels. Like I, I, I you know, my the dark side of me loves a good murder. So. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I get a bit creeped out by that sort of thing. But with it being Halloween recently, mm-hmm. um, I've been getting into these podcasts um, from around my area where you listen to like the history of what's happened and the folklore that goes with it and things like that. And that's led on to listening to a few ghost stories. And mm-hmm. I've been spooking myself out in the salon a little bit. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. I don't like, I don't like chainsaw murder ones. No. I'm very like lightweight midsummer okay. murder vibes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so talk about podcasts anyway. Like, I know you had, pod on the dog that you did I absolutely loved your podcast um so what what again made you sort of get get into doing that what made you think to start because I think you was the first UK podcast maybe one or grooming podcast I think you were yeah I think I was also probably one of the first to start consuming podcasts as well so being a huge fan of a podcast and listening to a lot of podcasts anyway inspired me to start that but also with our industry you know once you think you know everything then you might as well quit because you never stop learning and we have so much to learn from each other as well like in Mm. this conversation I'm sure you will say something to me that's like oh that's really you know I didn't know that (laughs) or you know really enlightening so yeah and that's what I'm definitely gonna get that from you I'm sure so (laughs) (laughs) 
that's why I absolutely love talking to like-minded people, whether they're a groomer or a show handler or yeah. a trainer, behaviorist, whatever it is. This I will always take away something from that conversation. Yeah, and, and, I, and it's about sharing it again. I just, I really like sharing that yeah. knowledge. And you seem so passionate. So I've known you for quite a while now. When I always see you and I think, oh, she's just absorbed and sharing knowledge all the time it's just something that's so inspiring really because then yeah it's I think like... well our industry was very cloak and dagger wasn't it yeah it was years for ago. A while. yeah it was, yeah and it, I actually received quite a lot of negative comments really as well really? when I yeah when I started sharing tips online even though I was doing it as a place of actually a professional master groomer I'm not mm -hmm. just you know being grooming you know six months and here I am doing some videos you no, know of content that's maybe not necessarily 100% accurate you know I'm coming from a place where I kind of know my my know my subject matter yeah, but even even still yeah I feel like I a lot of people weren't happy with me sharing content because it has been our industry has been under cloak and dagger for so long and and there has yeah. definitely been this mindset of everything needs to be paid for you know training wise and everything but that's not no. always accessible to everybody no depending on not just you know financially but where they might be located and you know there's, sure. there's many different factors why so but I just sort of plowed on I just try and make sure that everybody's aware that these are tips for groomers yeah. They are not tips for a homeowner to go and try and trim their dog. Yeah. So that's why I kind of do more of the co more complex things rather than, you know, yeah. you know, tailored towards the homeowner. This is how you would trim your dog. That's not, no. that's not I, my niche. Yeah. I like how you have like little tips. There's short nifty little videos that are really like informational. Like for example, like I used to always get that scruffy bit at the end of the nose. And then I remember you sharing that, um, that video where you like brushed all the hair down towards the end of the nose and just trimmed over and sort of said how um you know just that simple little thing can just make the muzzle look so much more attractive and I was like you know what I'm going to start doing that because no one ever told me to do that before and you always get that little bit there and I thought well I'm glad I watched that now <laughs> well um, that's the that's the neat freak in me that is because yeah you know, you'll see these beautifully groomed photographs online that people have shared, you know, and, and they're gorgeous. But there'll be that one thing that just really I can't stop looking at. And it'll be those out. stragglies that are dried onto the nose, you know, just yeah. stuck there <laughs> yeah. as they've been licking them in. Yeah, no, it's really handy little tips and all, all sorts of things, like you say, about like dogs that perhaps don't like their feet done so much. So they're really, really helpful. Oh, thank you. And so then obviously earlier this year you brought your book out um happy dog happy you and it's really good I've been reading it I'm like halfway through and it's so well written what inspired you to do it was it being in the salon and being amongst the owners and thinking oh I need to share some tips or so happy dog happy you it's a really broad spectrum book about all of you know dog guardianship so yes from puppies there is obviously a chapter on grooming but uh, but it's about everything. It's a book like no other. And I think that, I mean, I have so many dog books and they're yeah. all very manual based and you kind of go a bit cross-eyed reading them. Yeah. So I really wanted to write a book that was like a bit more engaging, a bit more of a page turner and it had personality. So it had mm -hmm. lots of information, but you can probably hear me talking as you read the book. Yeah, I'm very you can. Much, yeah, you definitely can. <laughs> I very much write it how I talk, I suppose. So, yeah. I mean, it's wild. Let me just say it's wild. I wrote a book because 
you know, like a lot of groomers out there will, you know, relate. I dropped out of school at 16. School wasn't for me. I was a little bit rebellious, you know, okay. this, is, this is by North Yorkshire standards, you know, so, yeah. you know, my mum always says you're rebellious and I'm like, come on, mum. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really. <laughs> but uh, education, like formal education, my, my school was quite rigid. It okay. wasn't for me at all. Um, and I really didn't enjoy that setting. So yeah, left school, went to college, studied business studies. So it's really quite wild that I wrote yeah. the book because I never thought I would be focused enough to actually sit down and do that. And I also have a bit of the imposter syndrome in me where I think, you know, am I intellectual enough to be able to, you know, convey what I'm thinking in my head in an articulate way as to get it on paper? Like, mm -hmm. That's like a big yeah, but thing. I, that really shocks me to hear that. It's it's not. It's interesting to hear it, and um, I'm sorry that you felt like that. But to me, you strike me as the sort of person who, of course, you'd write a book because you've got <laughs> your, you, you've done this, you've done that. You know, you've done your handling, you've done your group, like sharing tips and things online. We always see you on crafts every year. So, yeah, like it just makes sense to me that you would. And when you read the book, like. As a groomer reading your book, it makes me think, God, I want my customers to go and buy it. Because things like bearing in mind what breeds to buy and mm. is the time right to buy a dog. Um, all, all the things from the training and the way that, you know, when you see the customers coming in and they're chasing the dogs around trying to get the lead oh my on gosh, the, you that know, moment. And you're, oh, it's like you're sitting there and you're like, you just <laughs> want to get it and put the lead on the dog for them. But it's just them sorts of things. And, the ones that you think, well, you've got a lovely dog here with loads of coat and you want it to have loads of coat. But the things that you do with your dog doesn't necessarily, um, you know, mm. do the lifestyle. And so of course. When, when I read in your book things like when you were saying about, you know, you'd seen an elderly gentleman with a brand new puppy, bought Polly, and you thought, oh, perhaps he could have done with something maybe, you yeah. know, a bit calmer or maybe an older dog. And it, Of course, yeah. Really, I, it really made me think, oh, do you know what? A customer to read this would be really good because we see all these things in the salon, mm -hmm. don't we? Yeah, well, people buy, not everybody, I would say a vast majority of people choose a dog purely on looks alone yes. without knowing much about not only the breed or the crossbreed, but the breeds behind those crossbreeds as well. Are they a lot of, you know, like working cockers going into these cockapoos and, you know, and this is when you're not necessarily going to get a match made in heaven. Yeah. And, and this is why, you know, part of the reason why we're seeing so many dogs in rescue during the pandemic, loads of people decided mm -hmm. just to buy the dog purely based on their looks alone. And then unfortunately, you know, it n doesn't necessarily suit like the guy with the border collie, he actually mm -hmm. lives near me. Um, <laughs> so I still, he's, it's now on a muzzle twirling around, obviously chasing after cars and this poor old gentleman. Oh my okay. goodness. He's chosen this dog, obviously maybe because he's had collies all his life, but he hasn't mm -hmm. thought, well, actually I'm 80 now. So yeah. Maybe not such a great fit yeah um so yeah there's a lot of education in there about you know dogs first I would say yeah dogs first and so once you started writing I know you said you had you felt a bit impostery about sort of starting how did you actually get over that then what made you sort of think no I'm, I'm gonna do this well one thing about me uh you will realize is I'm in the ultimate ostrich so in that is that I bury my head okay. <laughs> and I just say everything's fine don't think about it I'm very much like that in every problem like mm -hmm. even a stressful environment so say if I was even going to do live tv 
I never get stressed because I just don't even allow myself to think about it. I just do it. Okay. And so I think I think the book was very much like that. I just said to myself, right, I've got to write a thousand words every day. And I just wow. do it and then slowly put it together, edit it. And then before you know it, I was like, oh. So I'm, I just planned in the beginning. The important thing was to plan my chapters, what I was writing. Yeah. And then it was just it was just like ticking box, write about this, write about that. And then before I knew it, I'd done it all. And then it was just all about piecing it together. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I, I very much I don't procrastinate on problems. I'm, you know, I'm the ultimate ostrich. I just bury my head in the sand and oh, you know, just smile and carry on. <laughs> yeah no that's a really good outlet to have because is it? I don't know. yeah I think not, so I don't know what a therapist would say about that but yeah sure <laughs> it yeah, works I think, well, I think like obviously you've achieved all the things that you have and completed all the things that you have that way so it's you know it's it's done done you well so far yeah um so yeah with all these things that you have going on all these little ventures and side ventures you've got how do you feel like how can you fit it all in like because I know you you work you've got your kids you've got Mm -hmm. all these things going on Mm -hmm. um yeah so how do you like space your time out and make sure yeah it's mental isn't it I've got two children four and six and I've got four dogs um and then obviously I've got I feel like I have like quite a lot of different little jobs that I have to do (laughs) obviously predominantly grooming so I groom about two and a half to three days a week okay depending some weeks I might groom three days a week some might be two some might be like more it just mm-hmm. you know depends how the diary pans out but I think you ha- I'm a real big planner and lister I have to stay organized to stay on track so okay I have everything diaried that needs to be diaried I check my diary every single morning it's on my phone I have reminders everything I have notes upon notes so everything has to go Blimey. on my notes you know, yeah. even if we need something in the house food-wise, I will be like straight on the shopping list. So I just have to make sure I just write everything down. And then that just takes it out of my mind so I don't feel overloaded. Mm-hmm. And then every morning, if I've got a day where I'm not grooming, I'll, I'll probably the night before, I'll write a list of what I want to achieve that day. Wow. And yeah. I, I always do this and I normally section it off. So I'll do like a work section that I can do from home thing. If I need to do any errands, I'll list those like where I need to go errands wise and then anything like home wise that I need to do as well. And and then I'll normally like asterisk things that I have to do that day. And then anything else is a bonus. And I get like this weird sense of satisfaction about crossing something off a list yeah it it makes me feel like it's like a small win in my day and then I feel like I'm being productive like I always have to say to myself because we can all sit and start doom scrolling or get distracted doing other things and then I just have this little voice in the back of my mind because I have to be productive I've got a family Mm. to look after I've got dogs to care for and I've got to work you know yeah I (laughs) I should have married a lawyer right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I definitely need to start making more lists I think because mm-hmm. I, I get overwhelmed by all the things I've got to do but instead of making lists and being productive I just try and remember and no, make sure I'm doing got, something throughout no. the day and then <laughs> if I get a deadline I'm like ah it's tomorrow I've got to do that now it's a, it's very chaotic but um I have yeah. lists on my phone but I like a physical list because I like to do the crossing off Okay. So I don't yeah. know, next time you're in TK Maxx, get yourself a really nice notebook, keep that beside your bed and get those yeah. thoughts out of your head because that is going to hinder your sleep. It's just going to go round and round and round and round. And it's just better to be out on paper and then, you know, it's That's there a really when you good need, idea. 
it's there when you've got a minute yeah especially keeping it by your bed that's a really good idea I might I might actually do that because everyone likes a nice new notepad don't they (laughs) I personally love a notebook (laughs) (laughs) if anyone's listening they want to get me a nice Christmas present (laughs) although I have got one very important notebook at the moment in the house yeah planning a wedding (gasps) I've got pages after pages with capital letters it's the most chaotic notepad after like take that page out and rewrite it so I can make sure I can identify it for next time oh yeah I find it all very overwhelming but um yeah that's a very important notepad is I remember when I got married it was so obviously I adored the day everything was wonderful but the sense of release once it was done was like you know this is just such a lot isn't it beforehand (laughs) it's just oh my gosh to be honest we've actually done quite well we've got everything organized but cake and I think that's it we've got appointments to go and see the people but um no we haven't actually sorted what we're having yet but i mean we've got ages yet um but everything else is booked it's just well saving up to pay the rest of it off we've done all the deposits and stuff bookings and just yeah that's it and i went to my sister's house and retried my dress on to make sure it still fits the other night luckily (laughs) i'm still in it you've not been stress eating have you <laughs> no I think it's just the nights are drawing in you have your dinner and you sit down and it's nice to have a little 100% or something but then I keep thinking oh no I've got my dress now I can't oh god the pressure it's too know. much <laughs> but it's okay I'm safe for now so that's good <laughs> so um I just wanted to ask you um our like sort of final round of questions really mm. um, a bit about our industry and how you see it I think your your point of view will be really interesting so okay what do you think it is about our industry that impacts on our mental health the most I would say being overworked would be definitely a factor I think that we work really really hard as groomers it's a physical job but I think another part of why it's so mentally draining is that it's so mentally physical yes you have to always be on it, mm-hmm. you know you're not only concentrating on the time oh my gosh what time is it you're you know you're concentrating on the dog and getting the dog's groom how the dog's feeling you know doing a nice haircut who's yeah. Marjorie's in next Marjorie's texting you she's running late I mean it's just it is full on it's like mental gymnastics from the moment you walk in that salon yeah the moment you leave and that is exhausting as well so not only are we on our feet all day bending and stretching and lifting and you know wrestling dogs into the bath but it's so mentally tiring and we have to be on for that job you know you you can't go in with a raging hangover and do a good job no, can you it's no. just no <laughs> no no no, those days. <laughs> no 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 exactly so I think that 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 burns us out basically and for a lot of groomers they work on their own and I think loneliness can be part of it not having that camaraderie of you know just yeah. somebody to lean on or somebody to talk to and it's one of the reasons also I like to always try and reply to all my DMs and like keep my engagement up because I have a lot of people who reach out to me, especially a lot of lone groomers as well. Mm. And it's just nice, you know, to show that you care and you need know, to answer people back. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think that that's the hardest thing on our mental resilience, really. It, yeah. is It's just so it, it's an exhausting job. It's not for everybody at all. No, and I think that that sort of the busier you get after you've started, you're gradually building your business up. But when you reach full capacity, identifying what full capacity is and when to stop saying yes to the dogs can be a really sort of tricky 
time in your career can't it figuring out Mm. what's a good work-life balance and I know we sort of spoke sort of earlier in the year about how I said that five days is getting quite a lot for me and I love the idea of working three days a week like you said earlier (laughs) two three days a week but um, making the compromise to four days next year it just it just makes me feel like happy thinking about it because I do love my job I like my job but I think sometimes when you're doing it so much it can spoil because like you say you're just mentally tired physically tired and Mm. when you're tired it's easier to get down in the dumps as well isn't it sort of life just becomes harder because it's more of a challenge because you're so exhausted and Um, not having a team around you who when I mean we all have bad days going into work and them not being there to pick you up so you know it's you have to get out of it yourself it's you know it's a lot isn't it yeah I mean I wish that we could just do like a blanket sweep across the nation like everybody should be charging 35 pounds an hour for their time mm. and then maybe you know whatever whatever the price might be but maybe then everybody would be able to do one less dog a day yeah and then you know you you cut back a little bit and then your day isn't so stressed and pressured and you can finish at half four you know at a reasonable time I just yeah, I, I, don't... I physically don't know. I used to do maybe seven dogs a day, seven or eight dogs a day. I okay. could never go back to doing that now. Never. No, no, no. No, no I like no. to do four maximum. Sometimes I might do one on an evening, like every now and again, just to make sure I've got like a full day off the next day. Yeah. yeah rather than just having one in the next day. But um, but yeah, I just do four. And then I can drop my kids off at school, pick them up, you know, because I'm a busy mum as well. So yeah, of course. I think four yeah. four is a lovely number. I think oh, at the lovely. moment I do probably between four and six, depending on the size of dogs. So oh, it's I'm nice. usually in there from sort of nine till five, roughly ish. Yeah. Um, I don't. To be honest, I don't take a very long break for lunch, but um, it does. But yeah, that's great for you, isn't it? I mean, I should do, but um, but yeah, yeah. I just think that's that's my sort of happy number. But I would definitely rather four or five rather than six because that mm. is that is a long day. Um, and by the time you've got people in and meeted and greeted them as well as done the dog and then sort of done the talking to them, it's all mentally straining, isn't it? It's all quite yeah. exhausting. And that so, last dog, I bet you're like... Oh. Yeah, it's like, oh, come on. <laughs> oh, one, one more, one more. One yeah, more. I always like set myself little wins in the day. Like I love turning my hydro bath off, like bath yeah. off when yes. I bath the last dog, <laughs> you know, and I'll think to myself, oh, bath off. Yeah. <laughs> I always try and put like, my favorite dogs towards the end of the day because then at the end of the day when you're sort of like starting to slog a bit energy wise you're like oh at least I've got this one coming in before I close so yeah that's a really good idea happy dog at the end of the day I look forward to doing um but yeah I am like you between the sort of second from last and last dog I'm already like sweeping behind the pen sweeping under the bath trying to get a little bit of it sort of sorted out and 100 so can you of a time that you have learned from any kind of a mistake in in the salon or as a groomer yeah I'm not sure about this one like I feel like I'm always been learning from mistakes you know that you might do a trim slightly wrong and I'll be like make a note to myself I won't do that next time (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah I think what I've learned though is because I have I did have a really big salon um Mm -hmm. and I had quite a lot of staff and I was really let down about four years ago and it was when I just had my son as well uh, by staff and that was like a really hard lesson for me. Yeah. 
it was just um, a real learning curve. And I think that now, I mean, this isn't, doesn't won't apply to everybody, but I'm very much like I just try and rely on myself now. Yeah. And yeah. And, and not so much try and rely on other people. Like I work on my own and I actually really like that now after having the pressure of having, you know, staff and keeping yeah. everybody happy and keeping all those balls in the air. I think the I'm thing just, is with staff is if anything goes wrong, it really goes wrong. Especially if there's ju- mm. especially if there's just two of you, mm. then that's sort of like half the dogs of the day that you've just got to find a place for somewhere else. Or yeah, um, there's just and just I don't like letting different... customers down. You know, I don't like saying, yeah. "Oh, I'm so sorry." You know, yeah. what can we do? So yeah, I think it just sort of creates stress that you, when you've only got yourself to worry about it it's sort of my life is so much less stressful now I have to say mm-hmm. than when I had a big salon and I was juggling you know fat returns and you know wages and rotors all and all those things that come alongside yeah. having a big salon like keeping stock in the front reception and di- the diary and the reminders and oh my gosh it was just crazy yeah. and so when you um, went back to doing it working by yourself did uh-huh. you to sort of like take the pick of what dogs you had and 100 percent brilliant that sounds yep. great i picked yeah. all the lovely ones oh. <laughs> <laughs> with can, actually not just all the lovely dogs but some of the dogs were tricky but i just love the owners so much yeah so it was it was a, just a mixture of just yeah all the things that you like all the things that i like because don't get yeah. me wrong you know i'm not in for an easy ride every day no you know I, I I groom difficult dogs too um but their owners are just so wonderful it and they, appre- they appreciate me so much and I think yeah I think part of this job is a passion project isn't it for all of us of course because yeah we love animals so much yeah you definitely have to have a bit of passion to do our yeah. job yeah. so we need we need that customer that's going to be appreciating us and appreciating the love and care that goes into what we do if they just kind of be like thanks there's your money bye then it's kind of like all <laughs> yeah. oh, that work and you didn't even see the pretty face you know yeah. sometimes <laughs> I love it when the owners like bring their kids like well-behaved kids um mm. into the salon and the kids are just so happy to see the dog because the kids don't hold the emotions back like some you know adults do they just yeah. like oh look at fluffy they get all you know yeah that's lovely. It's lovely to see yeah um, definitely so what do you think that the best changes that you've seen in the industry since you've been grooming I think there's a much bigger sense of community and the community is much broader and you know love it or hate it that is thanks to the internet isn't yes it? yeah and I think that we can maintain relationships and friendships through the internet as well you know so you might mm-hmm. see somebody at a show but you might not see them for another six months or or anything yeah. but you feel like you know them because you see them all the time and you see their stories and you know that's just so lovely there's a real sense of love and community yeah and you it's so much easier to like you say stay in touch with people because I mean some of the people that I follow on the internet and speak to even on private messenger and you know talk to probably more than anyone else some of them I've only met like a couple of times in real life because yeah like you say if you're from different parts of the country and you don't all go to all the same shows and things um Mm -hmm. you know I think that is a really positive thing and a positive change it's nice to hear someone say that social media is like a 
the best thing that's happened um, it's hard work don't get yeah. me wrong some days I'm like oh for god's sake yeah. like I've not posted in two days I should really post you know and I procrastinate about it and then but generally it can be a good tool it can also you know it has its downsides but just looking at the positives mm-hmm. but yeah it can actually be a really good tool if it's used you know with can- compassion and correctly brilliant and what do you think still needs to change in our industry oh what do I think still needs to change I think loving one another yeah I think with our industry especially for people who are quite high up in the industry sometimes egos come into play which you know everybody's got an ego don't get me wrong you know yeah every single one of us has an ego of of sorts but yeah I think that yeah I think it's just my main thing would be loving and an understanding for one another we all started somewhere yeah and you know I always try and remind myself I am not a neuroscientist okay I wash dogs asses for a living okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm not I'm not making great waves in this world I'm not making big changes (laughs) well you are to the dogs that come to see you but oh thank you I can see what you mean it's not like we're you know discovering the moon or anything but yeah um... we all started somewhere didn't we and I think it's just having that love and understanding for one another really that patience and kindness really because you know like we were saying before the good points there is also the pendulum of that and then you see some of the bad stuff yeah definitely I again I just try and ostrich away from it I uh I yeah I uh I don't really go on Facebook anymore I just predominantly I'll post obviously on my business page but I'm predominantly on Instagram I find it's quite a nice happy place yeah and so where do people find you if they want to start following some of your content and what is your instagram name yeah it's at verity hardcastle and it's the same on facebook at verity hardcastle and the same on tiktok as well so yeah come come and find me on my handle brilliant and if they want to recommend your book to any of their customers they can get that from well i just got mine from the internet just type it in yeah absolutely well also christmas is coming so definitely it's Definitely. a wonder it's a wonderful, wonderful gift. Yes. Uh, for anybody who's got a dog. Um, absolutely. And it's full of loads of like hints and tips and how, you know, small changes you can make to level up your dog's well-being. Because I think one of the biggest things that we have probably worldwide is a dog's lack of fulfillment in their life. So there's just small changes that yeah. you can make that can, you know, really level up their life. And so keeping... yeah, you can just search for happy dog, happy you anywhere. And I love in there how it's so, everything's so positive and everything's to do with working with the dog and working together. And like, it's so easy to be like, oh, why do they do that? But then when you learn why they're doing it and figure out how to change it, it it's so much more positive to read that sort of thing than some of the training that has previously gone before if you see what yeah definitely well 100 80 percent of unwanted behavior that we see in our dogs is boredom lack of fulfillment lack of exercise lack of mental stimulation so if we just try and tire out their mind more importantly as well um, Mm -hmm. and you know obviously they all need their walks and that sort of stimulation as well then generally you have a much happier calmer dog so yeah so Thank you very much for coming on and thank you very much for talking with me. My pleasure. Is there anything else that you think that I've missed? Is there anything else? No, I don't think so. 
Brilliant. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me, darling. I really enjoyed talking to Verity. She's such a nice person, and I cannot recommend her book, Happy Dog, Happy You, enough to anyone who's considering buying or anyone who owns a dog already. She's right, you really can hear her voice as you read the words on the page. And it's a book that's not only written well, but it's also spaced out nicely and it's written in a way that keeps you engaged. She covers training a dog, retraining bad habits, things to consider when buying a dog and what to do when you get it. She covers well-being, activities, nutrition, grooming and how to care for your dog into old age and so much more. I'm further through the book now and I have been applying some of the tips that she's given to retraining my own dogs. And some of the ideas she suggests have really inspired me to get out there and put more effort into finding new adventures, both for them and for me. So get out there and start gifting it for Christmas. I have shared Verity's website and her Instagram details in the show notes. Next week, I'm talking to Pammy Carmichael Hogg. So please make sure you tune back in next Monday. If you're enjoying Wellbeing for Dog Rumours, the podcast, please remember to rate the show on your chosen platform and share the podcast to fellow groomers. Have a wonderful week. Cheerio.